Welcome to Direct Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and it's still holiday season, even though last week we kind of made an exception because Teresa, who will be here in literally like 30, 45 minutes, Yay. Um, uh, we covered the Muppets, and Muppets Christmas Carol made that work. But today we're also taking that kind of leeway <laughs> because Liz is here. Hi, Liz. Hi. We just exchanged Christmas gifts, uh, and we're both wearing Christmas sweaters, and we have uh, hot tea and or hot cider and teque- uh, teque- tequila. Tequila. Really drunk. Tequila. No, we have hot cider and rum because we had nothing else to drink. So cheers. Cheers. And Christmas mugs. Yes. And we are discussing. I have to take a sip. <laughs> um, something that was really formative for me as a child in regards to, like the holiday seasons was that kind of where you oh yeah for you, sure okay did you watch them all the time or, all or the when time. they came on yeah and uh we watched it in school and everything too yeah. like during library we all gathered around the vhs player the wheeled in yeah wheeled it in and then we watched these during the holidays <laughs> yeah so we are discussing the three I, I, there are more, I just want to say, but like the three most iconic of the Charlie Brown slash Peanuts holiday specials. There are many Peanuts specials. They're usually just 30-minute shorts, but there are three that are uh, seen as like the most prominent and the most often referenced, and they are the ones that were played the most before each holiday. So there was originally uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, which came out in 1965. And then in 1966, they decided to tackle their second holiday, which was Halloween. And they did It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And then third and finally, uh, in 1973, they aired uh, the middle of those holidays, which is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. So I felt like it was only fair for us to kind of cover that as we usually like to cover Christmas, Thanksgiving, and we cover Halloween. We kind of can tie them all up here. Uh, They always aired on CBS and then eventually were picked up by ABC. So I think a lot of people might have seen them before each holiday. Uh, And that's how I remember watching them. I usually would try to race home to watch them before whatever holiday kind of came out. Um, We we watched all of these. Yeah. How do you feel looking at it now from an adult's eye? Some of the stuff is actually really funny. Like I was just laughing the whole time. It almost feels like nihilistic. It's like these adult these kids have such adult problems yes. and things and it's I, <laughs> I'm surprised I wanted to watch them as a kid. Yeah, like cuz some of the stuff like there's one scene in particular I can think of that I was like this is the dumbest thing. This is so boring, but then it'll pick back right back up where yeah. like it got exciting again. It's just it's it's the way it was written is Charles M. Schultz, who wrote everything, uh, was using these children in this comic strip to comment on things in society. Uh, And so he would just put it through a kid's perspective. He had kids perform it. But some of the wording and phrasing just feel – it feels like I'm watching almost like – it felt like I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm if oh it was God. drawn <laughs> by Charles M. Schultz. That's so funny. Like, yeah. it'd be like, Christmas is a holiday that's full of, like, commercialism. You're like, what six-year-old is Dude, talking about yes. this kind of stuff? And I feel like, like you said, formative. Because yeah. I also feel like that as an adult now. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, this is where I learned all this stuff from. Because <laughs> literally everything that they're saying, I'm like, yeah, I've said this, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And... And the thing is, it is still funny and witty, yeah. and you don't have to really catch up on the satire or the, like, scathing reviews of what he's talking about. 
uh, to enjoy them. They are mm-hmm. fun. They're really quick. Just like we did last year, we're gonna, we uh, we progressed through the three different Grinch specials. But we're just going to go through year by year, and we're going to discuss the three holiday specials. We'll discuss their average reviews, and then kind of just give our thoughts in between. But was there one that you felt like you liked more? Or liked less? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I am actually a huge fan of the Thanksgiving special. Okay. Which I feel like is not everybody's, like, first one that they think of. They're either like, oh, Christmas or Halloween. Yeah. And you know me. I'm a Halloween person. Obviously, you're a Halloween person. But I was like, I don't know. I feel... I really enjoyed the Thanksgiving special. Just because of the, like, montages. The, like, them cooking. The food. And just <laughs> Peppermint Patty cracks me up. Peppermint Patty just... as a character is uh, hilarious. Yeah, so I don't know. I really liked that one more so this time around, I, th- I feel. Do you have a favorite peanut? A favorite peanut? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I feel, I don't know. I kind of like Charlie Brown, even though everybody picks on him. Like... I think it's the fun of him, though. Yeah. Is that he is like the lovable loser. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's bullied all the time. One of the biggest laughs, because I just rewatched oh, this man. one before I recorded, uh, was I rewatched this The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which yeah. felt weird watching midway through December. Uh, but I got such a big laugh out of when they're like, you're going to be our model. And they turn around and tur- draw the pumpkin. I'm like, well, if you carve it like this. Yeah. I just thought that was the funniest thing. But yeah, Charlie Brown is the biggest lovable loser. Yeah. And... They really rag on that guy. And, like, he doesn't even do anything that bad. He just is a kind of a negative Nancy sometimes. A little bit, yeah. But, I I mean, the Christmas one, he is... (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll get into it a bit, but, I mean, he is just like, Christmas sucks. I don't care. And they're like, can you, like, love the holiday a little bit? What was so funny in that one, too, is that they draw embarrassment really funny, too. It's just they, like, take a crayon and, like, scrub it over their face. Right, yep. And so funny. I think we, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I We do have to kind of talk about how Peanuts came to be. Mm-hmm. Originally a comic strip, started in the 1950s, actually in 1950, ended in 2000. Oh, and wow. now they just do reruns, basically, or reprints of mm-hmm. the Peanuts. Um, it's because uh, Schultz, Charles M. Schultz died in 2000. Uh, he was the creator of Peanuts. And like I just said, it uh, was really just meant for him to kind of make comments on things he saw in life. So it was kind of very much like a Seinfeld or a, a Curb Enthusiasm, where it's just you're, everything that you're seeing is just a reference to life itself. Uh, and it could be about nothing, but it is just commentary on everyday things. And it started with this peanut gallery. Uh, that's what the children were. That's where the term peanuts comes from. And that's where you see all these kids uh, just a part of this little comic strip. Did you ever read Peanuts? And then, did you ever read the Funny Papers? The Funny Papers is one of the, fun, the yeah, greatest I, terms ever. <laughs> right? Like, um, I had a book I remember because there are like religious under not undertones. There are religious tones to the Peanuts, especially in in the Christmas episode. And he yeah. he was adamant about that. Yep. Yeah, so um, I remember getting a book like in grade school when I went to Catholic school, and it was like little Peanut comic strips um, talking about like different. Like, not really religious terms, but just, like, you know, inspirational, I would say. Like, oh, like, God will help you find the way. Like, that kind of thing. So, I remember definitely reading those. I'd never read, like, the newspaper, really, or, like, the... Yeah. I remember reading those, for sure. And the thing is, is, yes, he was uh, religious in a sense, and he would, Mm -hmm. because of his background, he was a Midwestern uh, boy and raised that way. But the thing was, is that 
what was really cool is that it was extremely progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had people of color. It had women playing men's sports and doing things with the men. Sometimes even uh, doing things that are greater than them. Uh, gender equality issues were, uh, you know, prevalent and uh, race equality. And it was never, and it says this here, it's never explicitly like addressed, but it was yeah. never, you know, it, it was definitely ahead of its time if you're looking at the 50s and the 60s oh talking about those yeah. things. And having uh, all these characters in this neighborhood be like, hey, look, they're all living together in harmony and their problems are our problems. And it was it was a really uh, ahead of its time strip. And again, this is kind of what's funny is that it's all these kids. Yeah. Just living their everyday life. Even the as you've seen in the specials, the adults are not there. Yeah. All you hear is that I kind of just... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And uh, I just... I genuinely enjoy these specials and pretty much anything Peanuts. It's one of those things I'm really sad that has kind of gone away. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, we were, I was talking with Teresa last week about the Muppets, where that one has kind of fallen by the wayside, too. It feels like comic strips like this and just the productions have kind of fallen by the wayside. I think there was the Peanuts movie a while ago, but that was yeah, about it. Yeah, that was like in... I was in like late high school, early college when that came out, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Which is just... It's kind of weird to then just see it kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Peanuts are made up of multitude of characters. So you have Charlie Brown. You have Linus and Lucy. They are siblings. Lucy is the girl that always bullies him. Linus is his best friend who... Uh, carries around his blanket. Peppermint, Patty, and Marcy. Are a couple. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. That's how it feels. I mean, it literally feels that literally. way. Except for with the Thanksgiving episode. Yes. She is all over Chuck. <laughs> all over him. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but then you have Sally, who is Charlie Brown's younger sister. Schroeder, who is a Beethoven fanatic, which is the funniest it's weird so character, funny. but he's the one that's always playing the theme on that piano. Uh, there's Pigpen, who is just always the notable dirty. because he's dirty. Uh, then you see Franklin, who is the African American uh, boy, who was actually again a big uh, character. He got added in the nineteen seven nineteen sixty nine, and he uh, Schultz's intention was to add this. Without being a caricature, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Again, very progressive for its time. And then Woodstock, who is oh, the little bird, which bird. he is the star of the show for the <laughs> Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. But last but not least, probably the most iconic of them besides Charlie Brown oh, yeah. is Snoopy. Is he your favorite peanut, I would assume? The thing is... Does he count as a peanut? That's what I was going to say. Is he a peanut? <laughs> I love how they portray him. Yeah. Where he... Like, he's just always kind of a little annoyed, and he's, like, just wants to do his own little dog thing, mm-hmm. and then it's just him getting into his own little shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, like, he's trying to make the dinner for the Thanksgiving. He's shooting down the Red Baron, and he's hunting. <laughs> he's crying at the piano. Uh, he's decorating his dog. Like, yeah. he's kind of his own little world. Mm-hmm. And he rarely interacts with the other Peanuts. I think my favorite Peanut is probably Charlie Brown. Yeah. And then, like, a second would maybe be Lucy. Yeah. Lucy just makes me laugh because she's just, like, <laughs> the biggest bitch in the world. Yes. <laughs> and it's so good. Oh, man. I love it. And I mean that in the nicest way. Oh, yeah, I sure. love Lucy. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Just when she's doing the psychiatric readings oh God, in so Charlie Brown's uh, Christmas, yeah. I, I, I loved it. Um, but so that's kind of the makeup of the gang. 
and it's just literally them getting into shenanigans with other students. Other kids might get involved, but they are the core of the yeah. Peanuts gang. Um, is there any other comments you have about any of them? Any of them you like or want to talk about before we dive into these? Or um, I would probably. I feel like earlier when you were saying that oh, like Charlie Brown's kind of going away and everything. I remember. I don't know when this happened, but there was a big push to like not have Charlie Brown shown because of bullying. There's like that whole bully campaign thing that was really huge at one point. And they're like, oh, this is just promotes bullying and stuff. And it's like, but I watched these as a kid and I never wanted to like go pick on someone. Right. I think, you know, there is comedy in what's happening. But at the end of the day, you always feel sympathy and empathy for Charlie. Mm -hmm. Like Lucy and everybody's picking on him for the Christmas special. And even the Halloween, like you're, it's it's never I feel like it's never meant at the end of the day the the message is always like well we're here we're together and the characters are redeemable it's never that they're fully explicitly like kicking the ever loving shit out of him right no they're not like beating him to a pulp or something right (laughs) but I could see why people would think like wow these are a little you know difficult to see I guess yeah um but I'm not gonna be like we need to boycott Charlie right yeah but there I think. What I what is important with art and what I can't remember what I was talking to with somebody, but the key is you can just talk to your children. Oh, I know what it was. I weirdly got onto a kick of watching uh, congressional hearings from the nineteen eighties yeah. where they were talking about uh, censorship and music. Don't uh-huh. sorry, I was like, I was, yeah, I was really into this, <laughs> and the whole point of that was. You don't need to censor everything, but you just can have discussions with your kids and say, exactly. hey, this is why that's wrong. If you watch the pants with them, you can watch them and go, Let's, we don't bully people because it's mean. You can mm-hmm. see he's hurt by it and he's obviously upset and we don't want to make people upset because you hate to feel that way. Yeah. You can just have conversations uh, with your family to discuss that. Uh, obviously, there's like explicit content, things you don't want to be showing oh, yeah. your students, but uh, your kids. But as the parent or guardian that is your i guess just duty to be able to kind of dictate what it is and is not okay and if that's the case then you can sit there and discuss ways to monitor that and i think yeah, yeah we don't need to boycott snoopy or peanuts or anything you can think of like looney tunes and tom and jerry things can go towards violent natures and stuff but peanuts does have that background and i think again that's where the lovable loser kind of falls into play where it's like you always are like oh well, we like charlie brown yeah Lucy, I think, is funny because <laughs> she's so angry, but then she has a soft spot at her core. Like, you watch, yeah. uh, it's a great pumpkin, and she makes fun of Linus, but then she goes and grabs him, brings right, him to bed, yeah. and covers him up. Like, she still has love there, and I think at the end of the day, it's always kind of the message that gets, like, folded in at the end. Yeah. Like, even when they bully him, they see him, they go, well, you know what? We realize that we're wrong, and... Thanksgiving is not about that. It's about friendship and yeah. you know, caring and stuff like that. If that makes sense. Totally. Do you have any other comments you would like to make? No, I'm ready to talk about these specials because I got some. I got some quotes. I got all kinds of good stuff. Okay, so in the 1960s, it's the most popular era for the Peanuts. It's considered to be the golden age. You're getting a lot of characters added in. You're getting a lot of really iconic uh, storylines where you have like the Flying Ace. Uh, you have uh, Peppermint Patty and Franklin joining in, and social commentary is now becoming more prevalent. And in the mid-60s, Coca-Cola reaches out and says that they want a special. 
And they want to have that produced. Yeah, Coca-Cola produced this. What? And uh, within six months, they casted, wrote it, and they made a Charlie Brown Christmas. In uh, six months? Six no months. No way. Even for that animation. That Dang. is insane. And what I think is wonderful about this special... Its score is amazing. Oh, it's Just perfect. Wonderful jazz compositions done by Vince uh, Guaraldi. I believe that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I think you've probably heard all these on holiday playlists. Um, there's that Christmas Time is Here song and then the classic uh, Peanuts theme. But uh, you mentioned it. Uh, Charles Schultz wanted to add specific religious undertones and he said while they were writing it if we don't do it who will um and so he wa- he said that people were losing the meaning of the holiday season and wanted yeah. to add that christmas aspect to it and focus on the bible in a sense and that's why you have linus reading a script uh, portion of the bible mm-hmm. and i can see what people like the religious undertones are definitely there. Not even undertones; they're overtones. Yeah. And if you're not religious or you don't believe in that faith or anything, it's okay not to enjoy it or watch it. Um, I think that's the beauty of you know not having to watch everything. But I think it's still fun without that oh, random yeah. passage. It's no. like one moment. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. I think it's out of place to be honest. It's funny because like he has to like go up into the middle of stage and he's like <clears throat> lights please and then it's it, so weird <laughs> it's really fu- like i think it's funny because it's just like it is quite abrupt he's like hold on a minute let me explain <laughs> and it's just especially coming from linus yeah. who is not my favorite peanut uh my hot take <laughs> is that i think he's unbearable and it's a great pumpkin dang yeah i mean he is very adamant about like and the like, great pumpkin will come <laughs> right i'm like you're just too pushy but yeah. um yeah so what did you think about this one I really do like this special. It is very cozy to me, maybe because I did grow up with it. Yeah. Um, I do like, I don't know, like you said, the jazz and everything. Um, the one scene I think of in particular is the jazz music softly playing while they go to pick out a Christmas tree. And it's just all these beautiful drawings of like different color Christmas trees, like in this Christmas lot. And I just, I don't know, I love it. It does feel <laughs> very much like the season. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely enjoy watching this yeah um i do want to quickly mention that people do think that uh charlie brown is named after charles m schultz it is not it's named after someone he worked with at the art instruction um and uh this is one i think that really shot the character charlie brown into the stratosphere oh for sure but this one has a lot of iconography that's from cute. or for the season. You have the tiny Christmas tree that he picks out. Yeah, that's a huge Christmas decoration. Uh, it's everywhere. Everywhere. You get uh, the dancing. You get the piano overtures. The Christmas time is here song, uh, and you kind of get this message of like, what is Christmas about anyway? Mm-hmm. And Charlie is really against it. You also have the moment of. Giving him is that is that the one where he's she's giving him advice I believe is that's the yeah that's the, the psychiatric booth yep. mm-hmm. that's he's a like, big I one love as well the sound of nickels <laughs> yeah uh, and then there's the aluminum tree there's a lot of moments in here and it has that message of con- uh, commercialism and I genuinely like this one it has an average yeah. of eighty six let me look up the number specifically um, it has an average of eighty six point two five percent so it's pretty high. And except for that's without Metacritic because Metacritic actually does not review these. Oh, enough. okay. So, but 
were there any moments in this one that you really enjoyed or really thought about that you liked? Or... Moments? I, yeah, moments. I feel like it's really funny. I it's remember, got some wit. It's got some good stuff. Like when um, they are going through the costumes and everything like that, and Lucy's like, I'll give you five good reasons, mm-hmm. and then makes a fist, and then <laughs> Linus goes, those are good reasons. Like, it's just stuff like that that really gets me. That I really didn't notice as a kid. I'm like, how was I allowed to watch this in like Catholic school? <laughs> like, so she. Well, I think it's because that him. message is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, any means necessary. Yeah. We're gonna beat that. Into you. <laughs> We're gonna beat it into you. So it's just funny. Um, there's some other things too. I really like them singing at the end, like "Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown." Oh, that moment is. Oh, iconic. and like it warms my heart. Like I love it when they're like, "Oh, it's." Actually, not that bad of a Christmas tree. I don't know. It's just so wholesome at points. Uh, every one of these ends with a moment of acceptance, understanding, mm-hmm. except for it's a great pumpkin. Yeah. Um, so not every single one of these two out of yeah. three. <laughs> but it's just weird that, yeah, this one, it's just kind of, it has that message of like, you know what, the holidays is what you make of it. And there's no reason to fall into these expectations if you feel like, if you feel like you don't have the spirit, it's mm-hmm. okay as long as your understanding of what you're feeling yeah. Uh, I do want to say what's really funny is that when they were creating this special, Bill Melendez, who directed this, um, he actually was the one that suggested two very iconic um, Peanuts-like regular things. Yeah. The first being how Snoopy speaks, <laughs> where he's very much like just like a bunch of like, it's like, yeah. like that kind of thing. And then the second big thing is that he was the one that suggested that they do a muted trombone sound effect. Actually, him and Geraldi. Yeah. Were, because they thought it was hilarious to have the adults just have wah, 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 wah. And yeah. so that is where that comes from. That's so funny. Uh, and then they decided they wanted to cast kids. Uh, and what the the kid that played Charlie Brown was Peter Robbins, who uh-huh. had done some TV stuff. And uh, there were some other children. And I think what I'll say right now, the kid acting is fantastic. It oh feels gosh, real. Yes, exactly. They are not overdoing it. They nope. genuinely, and they're not feeling like they're just reading from a script. They feel like they have chemistry. And I think there's a clip you, or a picture you can see where all the kids are recording around each other on the microphone. Oh, how cute is that? Yeah, and it's really funny to see yeah. that uh, they recorded it all together. And uh, so another fun note: Jefferson Airplane was recording next door and came over to obtain the children's autographs. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, um, and then Melinda's Productions helped complete the animation. They want an hour worth of animation, but they talked down to a half hour special. I think, honestly, it's a perfect amount. Yeah, it's, it's good pacing. I don't feel like in the Christmas special there's anything that could be really cut out. It's very tight. Yes, it's good. I really enjoy I do like the dancing. I know the dancing happens, like, multiple times, but it's, it's just... It's very much it's like, well, so we have this animation. Like, let's go, let's do it. Um, <laughs> so. And that's what's funny is that... Uh, because they, with animation like that, they definitely use templates and things where you can like keep the same body. Right, yeah. The peanuts always do the same dances. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's it's just this wonderful, happy feeling. Um, I just love Charlie Brown's little, like sayings. He's <laughs> I have two written down. It's like I won't let commercialism ruin my Christmas. Right, like what kid is saying? That's... <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> kills me so funny. and then when he puts the bulb on the tree and it like bends over he's like oh everything i touched gets ruined yeah it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny just some of these one-liners just get me so yeah the writing is 
top tier, in my opinion. Um, and it got finished 10 days before production. Dude, that's nuts. Or 10 days before premiere. Per- before premiere, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, uh, That's so crazy. It crushed it. Um, and then, yeah, it got aired every single year. Yeah, it has a, it still airs, like, once a year, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went from yeah. CBS to ABC. Uh-huh. And then now Apple TV bought the rights. It's held up. Yeah, and I think so, for I, sure. I feel like it's a staple of the Christmas season. I agree. I watch it like every year. Yeah, I, I mean, I bought the collection of these uh, because I wanted to see it. And I remember having, like I said, I had the VHS of the other Christmas yeah. special because there are two where it's just like trying to buy gloves. Yeah. And it's good, but it doesn't feel as good as this one. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the success of this means that we need a new special. So one year later, we get another primetime animated television (laughs) special. The Halloween special titled, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, Still directed by Bill Melendez. Uh, Charles M. Schultz writes it. Coca-Cola still sponsors it. That's so funny. Yeah, we're just invested. And uh, this one does not have an iconic theme like the other one, mm-hmm. you know, where it has those couple... It still has, like, the... Yeah. But it doesn't have another song, kind of like the Christmas one. This one, it's kind of funny because they still focus on Christmas. Where it's like, the Great yeah. Pumpkin will bring you presents. Yeah. And it's like, they were really hung up on that. Uh, <laughs> but again, this one has so much iconography. You have the Red Baron mm-hmm. and Snoopy with his uh, fights with that. You have the... I got a rock. Yep. And the... Which is a huge TikTok sound now. But mm-hmm. I was like, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> I can't even handle it. And the uh, the cut up hole sheet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the Great Pumpkin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but what were your thoughts on this? Okay, so you mentioned the Red Baron. That was the part I hated as a child. I'm I like, did it too. Taking away from the main storyline of them going to a Halloween party and where's the Great Pumpkin? I despise that part so much. Even now, I'm just like, oh, it's the Great Baron. Great. <laughs> like yeah. I can't, I can't even handle it. Um, so that's one part that I was kind of like, oh, this could have been probably cut out, or like I didn't care for it personally. And I'm like, it's talking about war and stuff, and like it's very Snoopy's dark. Like shooting, like bullets. And he gets you shot bullet down. Shot- <laughs> you hear bullet sounds, and he's getting shot down, and everything. It's, it's a choice. I will it, say that <laughs> it is. This one. I feel like has the weirdest ending of the three. Yes. I feel like it kind of just ends. Mm-hmm. Nothing solved or nothing really no. happens other than Linus is left out in the cold. <laughs> and then he just yells at Charlie Brown. Yeah. And he's like, he'll come again, blah, blah, blah. No, he goes on like, <laughs> it's like some conspiracy theorist that's like, and you'll see, you'll all see. And, and he so goes nuts. <laughs> some people read that as religious undertones where he's like, you'll oh. eventually see. And they're like, well, we don't believe it. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. But what's just, it kind of counteracts Charles's beliefs in a sense. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, so I'm interested to see yeah, if we have more that. Yeah, interesting. Um, but one of the biggest, besides that, one of the biggest controversies was uh, the I Got a Rock. Charles wanted it really? once, and then uh, Bill Melendez wanted it three times. It's like the rule of threes of like, you yeah. repeat the joke three times or really set that in, or yeah. you bring in three moments. I think it's so funny. I think it's three. fucking hilarious. The trail of him just being <laughs> I like, I Got a Rock. Yep. I think it's great. I love it. Again, <laughs> the whole world is just crapping on Charlie Brown. Oh, man. Uh, but again, this one just doesn't feel like a Charlie Brown story. It feels like a Linus story. It does. Which feels weird to then call it, It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I don't yeah. know. This one, I still love it. Don't get me wrong. 
It's but I will kind of hot take it. It's probably my least favorite of the three. I actually agree. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm I glad. agree. Why do you feel this way? I feel like you hit the nail on the head. Like it's more about Linus. I'm here for Charlie Brown. The parts with Charlie Brown are great when he's like, I got an invitation. He does a little dance like yeah. I love the Char- I the love the dances. <laughs> Just like it's like it's through it's like small motions, small motions, but you just like hips and feel hands. it. Yep, hips, <laughs> hips and hands. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, so I love all that stuff. Like you said, it is really repetitive of the Christmas special. Now that you mention it, because there is that scene where Linus is writing to the Great Pumpkin. I do love how that's animated. Oh, a hundred percent. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Where the writing is going on screen as he's yeah. talking. No, I love that. Um, but yeah, just like you said, with Snoopy going into his own, like, little shenanigans, those aren't as fun as, like, the Christmas special shenanigans or, like, the Thanksgiving ones, you know? It's the Red Baron stuff that I don't personally like that much. I've started to like the Red Baron stuff more. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, but I do like it a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. This one, I just feel like it has less moments that I'm yes. interested in watching. Uh-huh. I love the gag of him getting the invitation and it's wrong. Yeah. I love them <laughs> trick-or-treating. That part, yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it just doesn't really hold my interest. It's a lot of just like, well, he's coming. And then I do, I want to say I love Sally's when she snaps. Yes. That's fun. It's so fun. Um, you blockhead. That's like The blockhead. Blockhead. Blockhead is a top five insult. Oh, because it means yeah. a lot. It does. You're like, you don't know what a blockhead is, but you know it's not good. Yes. <laughs> Like, it could insinuate that your head is full of blocks. Your head is as heavy as a block. Or your head is a block. Is as big as a block. Right. Yes. Nothing is good. None. But all of them hurt. Yeah. And <laughs> it's and it's not it's not unearned because Linus is a little shithead. He's, yeah, and I feel like that's maybe also why I don't like this special as much is because he's being kind of an asshole. He's pushy. He's so don't, pushy. The moral of this story is, and we kind of talked about this earlier, if you believe in something, that's okay. But do not push your beliefs on others, mm-hmm. which is funny when I record a podcast and tell people what Hey, I think watch about this things. movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like on a grander scale. Yeah. Um, it's still good, and I'll still watch it. It's just definitely not my favorite to watch. Yeah, I agree. I feel like also where the other specials like kind of linger on different scenes, this one cuts away too quick. It's fast. It's very fast. We don't get enough time at like the party, I feel. You get the apple picking scene, yeah. or the apple um, bobbing the scene, bobbing that's it. Apples. Which will never happen again. Yeah, no. Apple bobbing. Nope. If, if just the concept of digging your face into a pile of apples and dipping it in some water is gross to you in the first place, a bucket full of other people's water, the pandemic killed Bobby for it, it killed and it. I will <laughs> just gone. say... Well deserved Bye. because no one liked bobbing for apples. No, because you're like half drowning. Like it's all your spit and right. Everyone spit stuff. and gross stuff yeah. in this in their oh, teeth gross. in this giant bucket that probably was not cleaned. Oh no, definitely not washed. Parents yeah. are like, "All right, here you go. Like just fill it the up." The apples were gross. They've been sitting there, so now they're soggy. Yeah. It's just nobody liked <laughs> bobbing for apples because at the end of it, your best. Like, victory for whatever you've done is getting a soggy-ass apple. Yeah, like, and it's not like you get a prize. You just get the apple. Out of everything I could have, I want something that's not a fucking soggy apple. Right. I want candy. <laughs> Give me the candy bag. Or, like, please. I want a caramel apple. Ooh, yeah. That's Caramel good. apple's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're, we're on Halloween real quick. I need you to tell me top three Halloween candies. Ooh, top three Halloween candies. Obviously Reese's. Number one. Reese's I love fucking is the Reese's. number one. Oof. 
If you don't believe that, I appreciate then... you, but you're wrong. <laughs> I do like a good sweet tart. Ooh, I remember the two-pack? The fucking two-pack. Two That's right, the two-pack. Yeah. You think the two different flavors, they're typically the same. It's, it tastes all the same, but I don't care. And then, oh man, top three. So for mm. me, I'll, I'll say my number two. Yes. Because you need something sweet in there. I was going to say Skittles. The the, Skittle, the, the, oh, the, the tiny the pack of Skittles. Pack. Oh, Damn, son. It's the perfect amount of Skittle. Mm-hmm. And it's everything you need. Yes. All right, so what's your number three, though? Number three. Damn, this is going to be tough. This is a tough one. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of bobbing between two. Yeah. Hmm. Because what for, do you, what do you, what because you for me, <laughs> I when I'm thinking about top three, I want to cover all the bases. Yes. And I want something crunchy. Mm-hmm. So I got either the Snickers bar Ooh. or the peanut M&M. The Dang, yellow bag. Yeah. Because you get those po- you poppable. Those, I'm, I'm probably going to go Snickers because mm-hmm. it's a classic candy bar, yeah. but I like a crunch with my candy. I am more of like, I do enjoy a chocolate. That's why I have the Reese's, yeah. but mm-hmm. I do like the, it's just sugar in a different form. Of course, form. nerds. And I like, was going to say nerds. Really? I do like the little baby, the, box the little box that of nerds. That gets mushy once you put it on your mouth like for two seconds. Right. The cardboard is, no, it's like it's a just, shot. It's like a, it's a shot for kids. <laughs> yep. It's a shot for children. So yeah. I, I would go nerds. Okay. I do like a good nerd. Not a rock? Not not a rock. Or a ball of popcorn? <laughs> a ball? That is the worst fucking... I'm sorry. Whoever gave out those balls of popcorn, like, no. no. You're not allowed because, to participate okay, in the product, like, if you're buying them, that popcorn's stale. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. If you're making them, I don't understand the construct of how you put together a ball of popcorn. Right. <laughs> but on top of that, it can't be good for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm not eating it in 20 minutes. No. So it's going to be just this styrofoamy glob. And I don't trust, I'm sorry, I don't trust anybody enough to, to be like, oh, I, I made my own candy for the children. I'm like, no, 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 that, that's poisoned, man. <laughs> I, one of my f- things that makes me laugh every single year is like, be careful, check your candy. It's like, yeah. no one gives a shit about, yeah. the one that made me laugh was, I see signs like, check, check for weed gummies. It's like, who in the Ooh. fuck? I don't buy <laughs> weed gummies or do them, but you're, no one's buying them to give them to your fucking kids. Because they're like $40. Right. They're so expensive. Then, so they'd be like, I bet you those kids down the street are high right now, and I get no set. It's like, right? No. No. What That's the fuck? So is, what is the end goal for that person? Besides, like, oh, I just spent two hundred dollars on weed gummies. <laughs> on and weed didn't gummies get to children. enjoy any of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Parents, again, don't be dumb. That this the, yeah. this is actually an intervention for all parents. <laughs> this is this uh, episode. No. People who don't have kids telling you how to raise your exactly. Kids. Well, I have two cats on. I, I have two cats. Oh. There we go. For I never babies. give my cats weed gummies. <laughs> never. <laughs> um, but back to, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Chai Brownie. I feel like we probably piss a lot of people off. Right. And I, I feel like it, people like it and that's cool. It's just not my favorite. It's not that... Okay. It's not my favorite. I like it. Yeah. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the animation, again, gorgeous. The animation oh, yeah. of all these is the, beautiful. I literally... Um, one of my notes was the watercolor like background the sky is so pretty in the, the so opening pretty. when they're doing the credits it's yeah. like those like weird like they pop up and then it changes and they're running away from it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful animation oh, the colors so are gorgeous cool. it really reminds me of funnily enough the halloween is grinch night I where was it's those vibrant that. colors yes. it yes. really feel and what i think is lovely about these is they feel like the holiday they're portraying Yes. So this one does feel like fall mm-hmm. and Halloween. The Charlie Brown Thanksgiving feels like Thanksgiving, and then the Charlie Brown Christmas feels like Christmas. And so it's wonderful that we've got that captured in animation form. Yeah. And it's lived up for literally almost 
60, 70 years, Crazy. which is wonderful. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, this one just doesn't really do it as much for me as the other two, mm-hmm. which is funny enough because this one has an 89% average and this is the oh, highest wow. of the three. Really? Yes. That's surprising. And, which... Yes and no, because the funny thing is, is like, even though I say it's my, like, probably my least favorite, it's still really good and oh, really confident. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of, like, last year with, like, the, the, the new Grinch, where it's like, it's not my favorite, but it's still but good. But it's good, yeah, right. exactly. It definitely holds up. Mm-hmm. Now, anything else you'd like to say? No, I'm ready to move on. To we have the a best long one. Whoa, I'm interested. <laughs> okay. This one uh, took a long time to make, came out in 1973. Charles M. Schultz, Bill Melendez, and Phil Roman jumps in. You still have the same composer for all the music. Vince is back. Nice. And uh, this one comes out, and it is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Now, I'm just going to let you take this then. Yeah. Why is this one your favorite? I feel like there's so much going on. I like the introduction of the new characters, even though Patty, or Patty, Peppermint Patty and, oh, yeah. and Marcy have been there before. Like, this is the first of the three major specials they that they've shine. been in. And, and like you said, they get time to shine. I love the whole um, little birdie. I love that song. I love Woodstock. Oh my gosh. The freaking song is amazing. I love that this chair is alive. Snoopy is fighting a chair to set up the Thanksgiving meal. It's like, so outside. relatable to fight it's a lawn chair like that. hilarious. It's so funny. I just feel like this one has really good... I feel like the pacing's really good. There's never a dull moment, in my opinion. No. Um... I like the ending that they all get to go to Charlie Brown's grandma's house all together. Like, I also love that these kids also are like, hey, we're going to go to Chuck's house on Thanksgiving. We're not going to spend it with oh, our family. Oh, it's so funny. Like, what? There's like, yeah, we'll go to Chuck's house. We're going to have yeah, a party. We're going to hang out. And it's like, what the hell? And like, Peppermint Patty's inviting like 20 other people. Like, hey, let's go to Chuck's. <laughs> I'm just like... But that's where you get the idea of like, oh, Ch- Chuck is a pushover. And then they all realize the error of their ways. Mm-hmm. This is the one that probably... Well, maybe represents it the most because Try About Christmas kind of does, but they, yeah. and then they're like, we like your treat and that's cool. This one, you literally get that moment where they're like, hey, we realize we've been pushing you around and it's wrong and yeah. we apologize and Thanksgiving is more about just friends. And I think that's important because I feel like Thanksgiving is the one that has, out of all these three holidays, has the most construed, like misconstrued message of the holiday. Yeah. Granted, it has some dark history and means behind it, but like the idea of just being like, hey, give thanks. Be thankful for what you mm-hmm. have and celebrate with family and friends. It's cut and dry. It's not overbearing. Yeah. And it's short, sweet, and it's fun. It's so much fun. This one's this, a lot this of fun. This one's fun. Uh, it also has probably the most iconic Peanuts like visual, which is Lucy telling Charlie to kick the football. Yes. Charlie goes back. She pulls up a ball. He flips over. Like, that is, like, I think, if you were to ask people, like, the <laughs> visuals, yeah. it's Snoopy on top of the red uh, doghouse. Mm-hmm. The, maybe the Christmas tree. And maybe, yeah. and maybe the, like, the, the uh, costume that Charlie's in. Mm-hmm. But I think most people would be like, oh, yeah, it's to kick the football. It kick the football, yeah. I just, I also love his reaction when Lucy's like, oh, I'm not going to, like, fool you, Charlie Brown. He's like, I'm going to land flat on my back and kill myself. Yeah. I'm just, he I, says that in Great, uh, Great Pumpkin, too. It's so funny yeah. to me. He's like, I'm just going to... It's always like to the... Again, these these kids don't act like children. That's Nobody what's so funny about it, is they're so adult. No six-year-old says that they're going to kill themselves by trying to kick a football. 
I the one thing I will say is that since it's later on, they do have a new voice for everybody, and the voices do kind of throw yes, you I off. Yes, I also said the voices sound different. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like I think it was Victor that said, "Oh yeah, like Linus sounds like he's like twenty years old when he first started talking." Seriously, you're like, "What the hell, <laughs> Linus?" So funny. Got a blank, and he's like, "Hey, hey guys, <laughs> it, was, it I killed Linus. me." I loved it. Oh my gosh. Um. I'm just going to keep talking about Peppermint Patty. Talk about Peppermint Patty. Like, oh, you sly dog. Are you sly devil, Charlie Brown? Like, it just, it kills me. And then Marcy just... Marcy kinda goes along with it. Marcy's a fun character because she's just very neutral. Mm-hmm. And just, her voice the best part. Yeah, because she's so monotone. it just monotone. always talks like this. Yeah. And it's always, well, making sure Chuck is okay. And Patty, yeah. it's... I, yeah. It calls Peppermint Patty Sir. Sir. Sir, like... <laughs> sir is... I, I've, I never understood as a kid. No. Nope. I still technically don't. It's a weird... It's weird. Yeah. I'd like to do research on the characters because I have no idea. I, was, I wonder if I do it right now. Let's see. Right? No, please. Because I'm curious too. Because I always just was like, oh, it's kind of like... I don't know. Pepper okay. and Patty's like bisexual and then like Marcy is a lesbian. They're like lesbians together or something. Like that's <laughs> well, just my is, head yeah. can- That's just my head canon, right? I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Pepper and Patty's a tomboy who is forthright, loyal... It has what Shaw described as the devastating singleness of purpose. She frequently misunderstands things to the extent that it serves the purpose of many individual strips and stories, like this one. Uh, she struggles at school and often falls asleep, so she's kind of lazy. Marcy is bookish and a good student. Uh, Schultz described her as being relatively perceptive compared to the other characters. Mm-hmm. She's the truth in things, and uh, except for she always calls Peppermint Patty Sir. And then uh, the, she's Laura Bradley, one of the writers... Identified her as the unassuming one with sage-like insights. Huh. So I guess that, there you go. I like um, that. I don't know. I love them. This one's so much fun. Um, and I love the scene, like you kind of brought up, of, of uh, Snoopy and Woodstock setting up Thanksgiving. Yes, I love it. It's so much fun. It's so fun. I love them cooking. It's just so satisfying to watch when he's like buttering the toast. And yep. Like, oh my gosh. And you get, in the thing so what I realize I love about Peanuts is as much as I love the wit and the dry humor and just the overall like absurdness of these kids, I genuinely love when it's just jazz in the background yes. and nonsense happening on the TV. It's not, it's literal it's nonsense. It's <laughs> my favorite thing it's about so the good. Peanuts. It's yes. just like, yeah, you get like there's these wonder, like I cannot stress enough how beautiful Vince's music is. Yeah, it's killer. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like just enthralled when those scenes came on. Yes. Where I was like, oh my God, this music is just excellent. It's bumping. And it's jazzy. And yeah. Like, and yeah, he's just buttering the toast. He's make, taking the pretzels. He's making the popcorn. The popcorn that the fills folding the screen. Chair. Yeah. And that's where the animation really comes into play too. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're correct. Those are the scenes. Because I feel like in, I don't want to say in children's media today, but... I remember distinctly watching the Lego Batman movie and how it was just like, flash, flash, flash. So much stimulation happening. I'm like, how the fuck can anybody watch this? This is nuts. The peanut, I love the quiet moments of the peanuts. Like you said, jazz music, the fun animation, crazy things happening, but it's just like so calm. It's like Mr. Rogers. So what I would, how I could describe it is the peanuts is a masterclass in hiding, uh, complexity in its simplicity yes is that if you don't grasp the nuance of what you're hearing charlie brown say and the comments about religion and commercialism and uh 
like everything with the great pumpkin and learning like and being thankful for what you're getting and that's also translations over to the thankful for like Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving and like all those messages it's okay because at the core of it it's simple art it is fun music and it's just simple comedy yeah and all those things can be there if you want to see it but if you don't, it's fine. You can step back and go, well, this is just lovely to be like, just in general. This is just lovely. This is fun <laughs> yes. to watch. And that's kind of where, like, I think that's what's fun about kids is it kind of reminds me of, like, Spongebob, like, mm-hmm. like in the mid-2000s, where it's like, you can watch that again now and be like, this is good. But yes. as a kid, you're just laughing at the goofiness the of it. The absurdity of it. Right. And as a kid, like, <laughs> if I'm thinking about, like, Thanksgiving special... I'm laughing at uh, Snoopy mess up with the chair. And I'm laughing at Snoopy mess up with the, the lunch and the dinner and all the food. But the message of like, Charlie, we're bad friends to you. And we really want to be better to you. And we want to be better people. As an adult, you're like, damn, that's you're pretty like, good. Damn, like, that's deep. Right. And then you're also like, wow, this yeah. comedy is like, yeah, like uh, Sally saying things to Elias in the previous special. You're like, where the hell is this coming from? Yeah. Yeah, there's just a wonderful nature to it. And... Yeah, I, I I really like this one. Uh, is there anything else you think of what you want to bring up in this one? I enjoyed the end credits. When they're eating with, the pie? When they're eating the pie, they, like Snoopy, you know, half-assed this freaking Thanksgiving dinner for these children. But he's like, for himself and his buddy, he's like, okay. all right, like, let's bring turkey. up the big turkey. They break the wishbone. Yes, they like cut the pie so meticulously. I love how they clean everything up. Oh, the pie cutting is oh, so I can't, enjoyable. So satisfying. That is... The most satisfying, like, end credits, them just cleaning everything up. I love it. So, yes, the, I I just, this man, this special's just good. This special's fun to me. Yes, Ironically it's so enough, much fun. It's the worst ranked special with a 79.75%. So, for yeah. ranking them, it goes number three, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Number two, Charlie Brown Christmas. And number one, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie huh. Brown. My review is the opposite. Mine is the complete opposite. Yes. Mine mm-hmm. is Thanksgiving first. Christmas second, and yeah. then Halloween third. Dang, I thought I was going to have a hot take. No, okay. I'm with you 100%. All right, cool. We might have a hot take together. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where I fall. Um, the overall for all three specials is an 85%. So that's really high. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. We've talked for only 50 minutes, which is hilarious to me. Um, it's just like it, short and sweet and to the point. Just like the Charlie Brown yes, specials. Yes, let's go. Boom. We tied it in together. Hopefully, Teresa shows up soon because we're eating yeah. Chinese food and we're just going to sit in here and relax. But yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say about these specials? I say just put them, like, it'll get you in the mood for whatever holiday you need them to. Honestly, know? that's a good point. Yeah. Whatever, like I said earlier, you, they really do emulate the holiday that they're showcasing. So yeah, if you just put it on and you sit back and relax, it's 25 minutes a piece. They're really calm, they're fun. And they're, yeah, at the end of the day, surprisingly witty. Right, right at the end of the day, they yeah. have so much to give, mm-hmm. and uh, I think everybody has their own favorite special, and that's okay. But uh, mm-hmm. listener, thank you so much for listening. We have, like I said, two more holiday episodes to come, and then it's a break for me. Uh, I'll be going. Well down. deserved, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for the claps. <laughs> um, we both finished our cider in Rome. We were oh, waiting yeah. for Mine food to gone. come. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's going to be it. We'll see you in uh, season six. Woo! Listener, uh, I think the main message of the Charlie Brown uh, and the Peanut special is to be kind. And uh, obviously, if you have the VHS, you have to rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams.
Recordings done on CleanFeed, podcast distributed by Anchor, original logo created by friend of the pod David, current logo created by friend of the pod Liz, purring by Storm.